Welcome back to the Savage Hour. It's been a while since we've uh, been back on the air, and man, I am excited to get back into this. You know, the last few, many months have been a, a struggle, and even for myself included, you know, I've been wanting to get back on the ball with uh, with doing the podcast, and uh, I've had a lot of requests coming in of people asking me, you know, hey, Chad, when, when, uh, when are you going to do a new episode? And we've been doing little bits of motivation stuff and quick interviews here and there, but uh, now we are finally ready to get back on the ball and uh, back to it. And so today I have uh, Eric Rays with me, and most of you guys might not know him, but Eric is always the man behind the, uh, the camera. So all the videos that we post out, all the motivation stuff, he's the one that clips all that stuff together. And uh, we chop it down, break it down, and send out all those different pieces, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, Twitter, all that kind of good stuff. And um, we are getting back to it. So what's going on, Eric? Hey, how's it going? I'm happy to finally be on the other side of the camera this time. But yeah, I'm the media editor for CMMA and the Savage Hour podcast, and uh, looking forward to this episode. Yeah, me too. You know, a lot of the times we don't get to see the faces and the people that are actively involved in everything that we do, so it's cool to be able to share the other sides of everything. And um, uh, so yeah, today, um, bringing back to the show, I think it's an important time to bring up just the meaning of entrepreneurship, you know, we've been talking a lot about it and, you know, everybody goes through different struggles and people think that fighting is any different than an entrepreneur or a business owner or uh, whatever these Fortune 500 companies are, whatever, whatever business model you're in. They all have the same struggle and that's where I talk about fighting and life is all the same stuff. It doesn't matter what you're trying to pursue. There's a sense of entrepreneurship that happens in all of it. You have to take accountability. You have to have uh, self-dependability. And you got to be willing to take the bumps because every stage of our life is going to have different trials and tribulations that we are going to have to battle through. You're going to have to fight through different things. And uh, I know we've been talking about it, and so you wanted to get on and, and, and do a little bit of Q&A and stuff. And uh, I would, you know, I'm writing a book right now, so a lot of this stuff's going to come out in the book. Yep. But doing a show about it is, is awesome. So... I'll uh, pass it over to you. All right, cool. So you have been an, an entrepreneur for a really long time. Can you kind of tell us how that mindset started or where that mindset started off? So me being an entrepreneur, you know, I didn't, in the beginning, I didn't know that that's what it was. Um, from when I was a kid, my dad got me into baseball cards. Mm. You know, I, I've always been into sports my whole life, and I never knew that sports were going to take the, the direction that my journey was going to go on. But even then, when I was just playing sports as a kid, when I was playing baseball, my dad got me heavily involved in baseball cards. So we started trading baseball cards. The next thing I knew it, uh, I think I must have been seven, eight years old, we were uh, going to card shows and I was selling baseball cards. And then uh, out of my parents' garage, we started doing our own garage, uh, card shows, just selling baseball cards. And that's where it started, where I realized, like, oh, my God, like, I can actually make money on my own. This is pretty cool. And then that led into, this is going to say, this is crazy. Um, that gave me the idea of selling mistletoe around the holidays. Mm. So I was a kid and I, um, I realized that, you know, holidays come around and uh, people buy mistletoe. You know, you dangle the mistletoe over people's heads and they go for the kiss or whatever, you know. And so I was like, I can climb these trees. I see where the mistletoe is at during that time of year. Mm. And I could pick it and I was going door to door selling it. And I realized that, you know, I can make a couple bucks here, make up my own prices. Yeah. And that's also what led in my first roadblock of like, wow, 
being an entrepreneur hurts. I, um, I remember there was one time I was, I was in a tree. And I was climbing up to the top. and You told me the story, actually. Yeah, it's terrible, right? <laughs> so I was climbing the top of this tree. And I remember that the, the mistletoe was pretty high up. And I, was, I walked this whole story by myself. I said, okay, first of all, I shouldn't be doing this without anybody with me. But I'm going to do it because I'm going to try to make some money. And uh, if, if anything goes wrong, I'm going to set a little plan for me to be safe. Yeah. So I remember getting three quarters up away the tree. And I was like, okay, if I grab this branch, I'm going to step on this big one. So in case it breaks, I can catch myself. And I reached up to the branch and the one underneath me broke. Not the one that I went to grab. <laughs> yeah. So it didn't give me any time to prepare. So because the one from underneath my foot broke out, I fell out of the tree. Yep. And I was going, you know, back fall straight into it. And if I would have went straight to the floor, I probably would have broke my neck and died. But instead, my head hit the big branch at the, at the base of the, uh, the tree line, the branch yep. line. And I flipped and I actually landed on my stomach instead of my head. Yep. So it still sucked, <laughs> but at least I didn't go head first yeah. into the ground. And uh, I remember getting up from there. I was like, oh, my God, what just happened? I look up this tree that I just fell out of. And I'm like, okay, that was stupid. Never do that again. I'm like, man, like, now I got to go home and change because I'm completely wet. I'm like, the grass is wet, and I'm, this is disgusting. Well, as I kept walking, I realized the, the grass wasn't wet. And I felt, uh, like, something on my shoulder. And I was like, man, like, I'm soaked. And right when I touched my shoulder and I looked at my hand, the grass wasn't wet at all. That was all blood. I had cracked my head open uh, from the branch that I hit, and I had flipped over, and I didn't know what to do. And so I, I ended up um, putting my jacket on over my head and walking home uh, a good two miles yeah. because I didn't want people to see the blood. <laughs> and then I eventually had to go to the hospital and get that taken care of. But, yeah, so that was – baseball cards started my entrepreneurship, and falling out of a tree was my first adversity with being an entrepreneur. So how did you – Like, kind of like what led you to, you know, the next thing, like uh, after the, you know, the whole cards and the mistletoe, as you were getting older, what, what was the, the next step for you? Artwork. You got into artwork? Artwork. So I took that same idea and I, when I was in uh, high school, <clears throat> we had, you know, electives and we were able to take an Eng like a language, automotive, bakery, or art. And I was big into art. I'd been, I've been drawing my whole life. And I said, you know what, I'm going to take art classes. Then they had these computer softwares. Uh, they had that one computer station. And they had that computer station there, and they had Adobe Photoshop, Adobe Illustrator, and a couple other softwares. But this was, I mean, we're talking years ago. So this is when Photoshop and Illustrator, we were talking number one. Photoshop one. <laughs> and Illustrator one. Yeah. Nobody knew how to use it. And I remember the... The, uh, I'm so used to saying coaches. I'm, you know, I'm like the coaches. I know the teacher. The teacher told me that if I wanted to learn the software, I could present my projects in class separately than what everybody else. Did. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I taught myself Photoshop and I taught myself Illustrator, and that led into me being able to create my first step into freelancing. I started designing business cards for people. I started designing flyers for people, and I I was literally just creating whatever I could to give people stuff. And I was like, man, I can sell business cards for 50 bucks, yeah. $40. And I add, started adding $10 into, I'll get it printed for you too, and I'll just add a couple bucks. And so these really gave me the, uh, the entryway into learning how to create artwork yeah. um, as an entrepreneur. And again, I still had no involvement in martial arts. This was literally just me finding ways Make to money. create my own income yeah. um, 
before I was even working for people. Cool. I, th- I think I kind of may have taken that too because uh, recently in the last year or two years, I started selling photos. At some, and photography was, was for the longest time something that I was not good at. One of the things that I always said when people were like, oh, can you take a photo? Or can we do a photo show? Like, oh, I'm not a photographer, I'm a videographer. And then uh, the whole COVID thing happened and then, you know, all, all the athletes here were like, oh, you should take some photos and uh, I'll buy them. And I was like, all right, well, now I have to learn how to use my camera for photography. And then so I learned about shutter speeds, Photoshop, uh, Lightroom, and then, yeah, and then slowly started making some income through that as well. See, but that's what, like, people don't realize. They think that being an entrepreneur is about, okay, I'm just doing my own thing. I was like, no, not really. I mean, you are doing your own thing, but what happens is you find a niche and you find new ways of actually let, allowing that to turn into something that is income-driven. Yeah. And sometimes you don't have the tools to be able to make it for what people want. So what, you have to learn it. Yeah. But what a lot of people do, that's where the struggle happens, where they go, okay... I don't know the answer for this, so I'm just going to give up. I say I can't do it, and I'm going to move on to something else. Mm. That's not an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur is going to take the challenge at hand and find a new way to be able to make it happen. And that's where you grow because all of a sudden you learn a new skill that was not there before that's only going to elevate, even if you don't use it for anything, you learned a new skill. Mm. Maybe down the road, 20 years from now, that might pop up then. You're like, oh, my God, I learned this back then. Now it's coming into play. Yeah. And I'm sure that's, that's very similar to what's happening. No, for sure, yeah. And then also recently started getting into making flyers and, you know, things like that as well. And then that was something that you got me into as well, you know, learning how to use Photoshop. You know, obviously it was very minimal, but that's also come into use for me because now I'm able to make money doing that as well. Uh, and then, uh, you know learn as I as I'm doing it as well for sure I mean a lot of people don't know this like you guys will watch you know like Champions University and some of the other mindset stuff that we that we put out you know that's been a development process like even for Eric as, yeah. as an editor you know when he first started working with us his work then was it was okay you know but he was like hey you know like I'd like to do some video for you and I said okay cool let's see what you can do and it was, it was rough. It was a guy that was trying to make videos, and he had, a, he had a passion for it, but he had no direction. So we sat down, and we said, okay, what, what are you trying to do? And I, I, I tried to influence him and give him some tips on how to evolve his editing. And then I said, okay, you know what we're going to do? Let's see if you really do want to become an editor. Here are some projects. Let's see how you handle the challenge of it. Yeah. And you're going to do one of two things. You're either going to crumble at the, the fear of the challenge, or you're going to rise and you're going to, you don't care what the result's going to be in regards to like, okay, I'm already going to suck at it. So here's a shitty product. No, you're like, I'm going to give it my best effort. And what's going to happen is what is what's going to happen. Yeah. But if you give it your best effort, holy shit, imagine what can happen. And now how long have you been working together? Uh, three years now, three years, three years. now. Yep. And I'm a big advocate of not putting shit out. Like I'm not going to put out things just because I want to put something out. It has to, be aligned with the product and the brand that we want people to see it as. Yeah. And so he's had, you've had to grow. Yeah, I had to. You know, and you know, I'm not always going to tell you, oh, that's great. You know, I'm not <laughs> going to hold your hand. Yeah. And, and I don't want that either. You know, I, wanna, I want my stuff to speak for itself. And 
And now, since then, you've got tons of people that reach out to you. You're getting other bookings. And it's all because you've finally been able to reach out of your comfort zone and yeah. rise to the occasion. Yeah. You know, and every time you get a new project, and, I, and here's the thing that when, when I was doing artwork professionally, so even after I got out of school and I taught myself this stuff, I was doing professional art for a long mm-hmm. time. <clears throat> every client that I picked up presented predominantly a new challenge. Mm. Every client, it didn't matter which client it was, there, there was, there was no two projects that were like exa- exactly the same before. So I had to always develop new skills for every project. Sure. Now, even if it was something that something was like, um, okay, I need to just do some research, but that's still developing new skills. And when you have new clients for video, it's the same thing, because yep. you need to be able to make their product come to life. Yes, yeah, it's never, never the same. It's always, it's always different. And that's it. So you need to have, and it's tough because a lot of times you work with clients, and this is actually why I got out of the art industry. Mm. You work with clients that have no vision at all. They tell you just to do something, and then you do it, and they go, that's not what I wanted. I'm like, <laughs> wait, hold on. That's exactly what you told me. <laughs> yeah. And they go, yeah, but that's not what I wanted. So then you finally get closer and closer to what their internal vision was because yeah. they haven't been able to actually articulate it. Then they start pointing, okay, we'll do this now, do this now, do this now. Then they start micromanaging. And by the time that they're done micromanaging, you don't even want to fucking have your hands on it. You're like, this is the worst piece of shit I've ever touched. And that's only because they don't know how to be descriptive of what they want. Yeah, for sure. So as we develop our skills as an entrepreneur, we start realizing that part of the process is coaching people on how to tell me what you want. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's when we, when we sit down, right? I pretty much try to tell you exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah. And if he hits the mark, I say, great. If he doesn't, I say, shit. <laughs> that was shit. Because, and, and, but it's constructively when I say that, Oh, though. for sure. Like, I never take it personally. You know, it's one of those things where you tell me that maybe, like, such and such video isn't good. And it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, well, how can we fix it or make it better? And then. But notice, I'll also never just tell you that wasn't good, do it again. I'll actually say why. Yeah. I'll be like, it needs this, it needs this, it's the complete wrong approach. Like, I, I try to be as descriptive as possible because that's the only way I can analyze my own things. Yeah. I have to critique everything that I do that same manner. And it, it, it's no ego. Yeah. Like, I have to look at the things I do. I go, is this representative of what I'm looking for in this? And then I break it down. I'm like... Does it hit this mark? Does it hit that mark? Does it hit this mark? And if, if the answer is no, well, then I need to start from scratch. I don't care how many hours I've put into it. That's irrelevant. Yeah. I need the product to be the best it can. And that also, I expect that of everybody around me. And that's like what I do with my athletes, right? Like, I can't tell you exactly how to train because everybody's different. Mm. I can tell you what my expectations are, and I can break down those expectations as clear as possible. Yeah. Then if you still don't get it, well, then I'll try to break it down any more. But if you still don't get it from there, there might be a problem. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, uh, yeah I, th- I think I think the way that you, you've you approached uh, your criticism of my work has also helped me grow because now I know not to take it personally when I work with other people. So I'm always, I'm always trying to make my work be the best version of it that it is at that moment in time and even if it's not what you're looking for but it's close then we can you know find ways to to fix it here's the funniest thing about something you just said you said you know like 
I'm just trying to make it the best that it can be in that moment of time, right? It's funny too because as we evolve, that moment of time is really different than the next moment of time oh. because think about when you first started. That was the best that you could do in that moment yeah. of time. But looking back on your old work, would you consider that the best? Uh, that, no. See, so you, you laugh at yeah. it, but at the time, it was. It was, yeah, for sure. So th that's why we need to have this vision of the much, much bigger approach, yeah. right? Because for us, if we are, if we are not trying to make the best moment in time, then we we then we then what are we doing? We got TJ walking in. <laughs> TJ walk, come come say hi. I know, I know. Come say hi. Come say hi. We got La Jefa coming back in. Say hi. There's a camera. Hi. We got the cameras on. Hi. Say hi. Hi. See, boom. There we go. See, everybody's here. <laughs> Us three. We're talking about entrepreneurship and what it means to want the best possible product for what you're delivering at that point in time of what you can. Because the stuff that we want now and are what we see as good now, we couldn't have seen in the old versions of us because we were just doing the best we could do then. And um, what I was trying to get at is like we need to have that forward vision yeah. oh, of, sure. of being able to know that, okay, I need to grow right now because I can't foresee what I want, but I got to have a vision of where I want to go. Yeah. There's no way that I can understand what that version of me needs then because I would already have that now, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I need to develop the skills and the tools to become that person. Like, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I want to make a million dollars. We've done this thing on the show before where, okay, great, you want to make a million dollars. Everybody wants to make a million dollars. How? <laughs> right, so then, then you're like, oh, wait a minute. Um, it's kind of too unrealistic. Yeah. So, okay, let's find points in time that allow us to develop the skills to become somebody that can know how to make 500000 How about 250000 mm -hmm. How about 100000 Let's develop the skills on something that makes 50000 yeah. Right? And then we start getting into a realistic approach. We're like, oh, wow, okay, that's actually not too far away. Learn the tools, get to that guy. Learn the tools, get to that guy. Learn the tools, get to that guy. And now the long vision starts becoming more clear and doesn't seem so far away. And I mean, I think that's, that's the key to being a real entrepreneur is having a vision of the longer game but not being afraid of what it takes to become that person to get no, it. Sure. It's, it's one of those things too where it's cool to see like how you've grown uh, from <sighs> where you started. Because I'm constantly reminded of where, where I started when I started working here with you because we've put out so much content within those three years that, you know, there's always those reminders. Oh, look, this came out. You put this out in such and such time, and it's like, oh, yeah, that does not look good. Like, to my standards now, but I look at what I do now, and I'm like, well, I'm definitely heading in the, in the right direction. See, but that's what you want, right? You want to know that you're heading in the right direction. Yeah. And a lot of times we get so hung up on the past or what's comfortable right now that it really does just kill any, any, any chance of being a real entrepreneur. Yep. You know, people want it easy, and I'm like, I'm sorry. Being an entrepreneur is not easy. It is the most stressful thing in the world, but it's also the most free. And I know a lot of people can go, like, that doesn't make sense. How are you, like, completely stressed out and free at the same time? <laughs> well, because you're, you're fighting every day. Yep. You are literally going into the unknown every day. But what's, what's freeing about it is I don't have somebody breathing down my, my neck having me do their dream. 
I don't have somebody breathing down my neck telling me I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. The only person I have to answer to is myself. And that's why it's free. Because I can choose if I'm going to get up this morning and go to work. Yeah. I can choose if I'm going to put this job down. I can choose if I want to give my best efforts on this. And a lot of people can even say that, well, then if you're forcing yourself to get up in the morning, then that's not really a choice because you have to do it. I'm like, well, I don't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. I could literally make excuses of why the job didn't work and make excuses of why I missed the deadline. Or I can get obsessed with the process. Yeah. Like for me now, I'm so obsessed with the process. And that's not just, I'm not, you can call it being an entrepreneur or whatever it is. I'm just obsessed with growing. And that, that starts from the moment I wake up in the morning to the moment I go to bed. I'm fucking obsessed. And I'm obsessed to the point where the only people around me are people that I can see that same motivation with. I don't even want people in my circle that are not motivated, that are not driven, that I got to look at and be like, oh, my God, that is just disgusting. Yeah. Like, their energy is disgusting. No, I don't even want that. Like, listen, like, this, this is a moving this is a moving machine that, 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 I, that I've turned myself into. And I need people that are going to feed the machine. And have you ever experienced where you've maybe fallen out of love with what you're doing? Or like, uh, like as far as like uh, your entrepreneurship? For sure. I mean, listen, you're not going to be in love with your work every single day. Yeah. It's not going to happen. You're going to get burnt out. You're going to get frustrated, especially when you get long spells of things not working. You know, and fighting's the same way. And I always, I always relate the two together because when, you, when you're getting ready for a fight, you know, it's exciting in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Super exciting in the beginning. For sure. You got the fight, you got match, everything's exciting, and then one week, two week, three week, four weeks, and the longer it goes, it's monotonous. You don't want to be there anymore. You don't want to train anymore. You don't want to do the same shit over and over and over again. You're hurt. You're tired. You're hungry. You want to go do something that's different. Mm -hmm. That's when you fall out of love with it. But then you got to remind yourself in those moments, why am I doing this? For sure. You have to have a why. If you do not have a why, as soon as struggle and the obstacles get in your way, it will crush you. You need to have a why, and your why needs to be stronger than your why not. So every time I've been faced with that, there's been plenty of times where I could have easily just quit. I could get, could have given up. I, I might have even pivoted. Yeah. But I need to ask myself, okay, why am I having these thoughts? Is it because it's hard? And if that's the answer, I, I, quitting is not an option. If, it, if it's hard and that's why I'm considering fucking stopping, that, that is me retreating. I'm giving in to the, the pressure. Yeah. Sure. But if it's something that I'm just not into anymore, that's different. You know, a lot of times people think that it's a failure because you stopped doing something uh, when you were in pursuit of it. Mm. Like, oh, I just, you know, I had this dream of doing this, and uh, so I have to finish it. No, you don't. Because as you grow, you're going to acquire new things, and that might not be your goal anymore. Yeah. Don't be married to something that you've grown past. Here's the biggest one. Don't be married to people that you've grown past. Because sure. a lot of the people around us... Once we grow beyond them, they have to make a choice too. Are they going to keep growing or are they going to try to be the reason why you stay at the same level as them? We are going to pass people up in life. Don't feel like it's, it's, it's wrong to keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. If they're not going to catch up, well, then bye. Hopefully, I'll see you down the road. And that's what we need to – like when we hit those bumps in our own life, our own entrepreneurship, our own careers, we need to ask ourselves what is our why. And if you can have a definitive answer for that, you'll be able to decide, is moving forward the right thing for me? 
or do I pivot? And if I pivot, what am I pivoting to? Yeah. You might need to figure out a new why. But you can't just stop and do nothing because then you die. You do, you die. You die a slow death because then you get complacent and then you get tired and then you get bored and now you're stuck in that habit cycle. For sure. And you, you, spoke, you spoke on it a little bit. Why do you think uh, the people that you surround yourself with are so important in your, your entrepreneurship career? Why do I think it's important? I mean, that's simple because <clears throat> that's the way I see my life. Yeah. You know, it's taken me years to develop the person that I am today. Mm-hmm. And I know the people that I surrounded myself with. I know the people that I was around when I was trying to figure this shit out. I'm still trying to figure it out. But I also know that I need to be around people that motivate me. Even where I'm at in my life, in my stage of my career, I need to be around people that motivate me because then I'm motivated to do more. I want to do more because I see the people around me doing more. Mm. I'm motivated by them by the same way that they're motivated by me. You cannot be the only one shining in your circle. You can't. You need to be, having, you need to be around a group of people or even if it's just one person that are pushing each other outside of their boundaries. And then then you start getting fired up again because then you start almost seeing it as a challenge. You see them, like you don't want to be the only person in your group not doing things. Anything, yeah. No, for sure. You don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Because then you're like, man, why are these guys hanging out with me? <laughs> yeah. You know, like you, you don't want that. You want to you wanna be on the same level and you realize, okay, maybe, maybe I'm not doing as much as they are. Yeah. But I will. But I will. You start seeing that fire. And that's the thing. All of us have people around. Like, I hang around some, some of my buddies that, I, that, are, that are mentors of mine. And I look at them and I'm like, man, like, their work ethic is crazy. I need to get on that level. Yep. But then there's some of the other people that I'm with might look at me and go, man, Chad's work ethic is insane. Yeah. So we all have these people that we need to look up to. For sure. Because that's what motivates us. And we might find one tip, one tool that allows us to get even cleaner on our approach. Because like, that's what I'm working on right now. I have so many projects that I'm working on right now, and I'm in the process of developing ways of making them more efficient. Mm-hmm. Cool. And how would you ex- explain to somebody that wants to become an entrepreneur, how would you explain to them how to get started? Man, if you want to be an entrepreneur, just fucking do it. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it is. got to yeah. understand that the first... However many years it takes, you have to assume that you are going to suck at it. It's not going to do anything uh, positive, and you're going to have to fight your way until you make something pop. And then once that pops, you can take that information and apply it to the next thing. Yeah. Being an entrepreneur is not a glamorous thing. It's not like everybody looks up, oh, my God, he's an entrepreneur. He's killing it. No, no, no. Being an entrepreneur is not glamorous by any means. It's the most stressful thing you could possibly do. But like I said earlier, it's also the most free. You have to understand that when you decide to be an entrepreneur, you are playing the long game. A lot of people getting into their own business, and they, they start to work for themselves, they go, oh man, I've been working so hard for two years and nothing's come of it. Two fucking years, are you kidding me? Yeah. That's nothing. Two years? That is not, you, you don't even go to college just for two years and expect something to happen. For sure. Right, so like a lot, a lot of people that are getting education, two years is an associate's degree if you did well. Four years gives you your bachelor's. Then you go to graduate school. Mm -hmm. So two years as an entrepreneur, that's just part of your education. Four years as an entrepreneur is part of your education. Yeah. 
after four years, then you could start deciding on if this is something you want to do. For sure. But if you've already given into the pressure and the struggle in less than four years because you've been working so hard and you've sacrificed so much, do you really think four years in connection to somebody that's done 20, 30, 40 years is anything? Yeah, no. You think anybody's going to show you sympathy for giving two years of your life? You do that for school. How many years have you, been, have you gone to school now? Uh, it's going to be my fifth year. Your fifth year. So you're going to cry and complain that you haven't turned this into a full career like the way you wanted to see it for what you've gone to school for? No. Nope. You're going to complain to me that it's not working out as expected while you're still in school? No. <laughs> so you laugh about it, but that's the way people approach yeah. going to business for themselves. Oh, my God, I've sacrificed so much. You haven't know. You are in the education process of what it takes to build that business. Yeah. You have no idea what your business needs until it needs it. Then you got to acquire the skills. You got to acquire the tools. Okay, this works. And as you grow, you have to evolve that. You have to acquire more skills. Then you got to figure out, okay, this worked for this moment in time. What's needed next? What's needed next? And then you get to that new stage and it's always a development. So the first several years is education. Yeah. As an entrepreneur, be ready for the education. I'm, you know, I've, I've been running gyms for a long time now. And even my gym, we've been open seven years now. Every single day is a new task. You know, we just coming out of the pandemic. Nobody had any answers for that. There was no book to, to read. There was no mentorship to ask, how do, how do I survive the gym during a pandemic? Yeah. Nobody sure. knew. We literally had to create standards on a day-by-day basis. And a lot of guys go, well, what are we doing today? I'm like, I don't know. Let's, let's, let's try this. And then tomorrow, it would be like, okay, are we doing the same thing? Like, no, this just changed. We have literally been in a metaphorical war every single day since this pandemic has started. Yeah, for sure. You don't know what tomorrow brings. So the process and procedures that are working for me today, tomorrow might not, might not be there. I might have to change it. For sure. And I have to be ready for that. Yeah. You can't go, oh my God, it doesn't work. You can't do that. You have to be ready to stand and fight your ground because I know what I signed up for. When I started this gym, I knew what I stood for when I, when, I, when I created it. And I was like, okay, just because we have a pandemic doesn't mean that the vision changes. I just gonna have to fight a little bit differently and there are no understanding of where the rules are. So it's gonna be a little dirty. It's gonna be a little ugly. So what? You're gonna have, you're gonna have to put me down. I'm gonna go down swinging. I'm not gonna stand there and just accept the fact that there was a big problem that nobody has an answer to. And that, if you are deciding that you want to become an entrepreneur for whatever it is you want, and you are willing to fight for it, don't get discouraged by however long it takes. Don't be discouraged when things aren't going your way. Research. Be around like-minded people. Find answers to things that might help it. And then approach it. Because entrepreneurship is the most amazing thing in the world because it gives you the freedom. But it is going to be presented with daily struggles. Because you don't want to just be where you're at. You want to grow. Yep. And it sucks when things happen like a pandemic that rip it all out from underneath you. It's scary for it's sure. It's terrifying. Man, we lost 80% of our business. We were growing at such a fast rate. And then to have 80% of your business wiped out from underneath you. Yeah. A lot of gyms didn't make it out of it. Because it's easy to go, no, I'll do it later. It's too much of a fight. So what did we do? We went on, I started creating all kinds of different protocol systems. I created an online academy. We did Zoom okay. classes. I did everything I could possibly think of yeah. to stand there and fight. 
I think I think that's what helped me to not not panic during that time. Seeing that you weren't panicking. Oh, I was panicking. Oh, I mean, I didn't see it. So, but that's exactly it. Yeah. My panic wasn't, oh shit, what do I do? Yeah. My panic went into hyper focus. For sure. My panic created me to become a monster with the way I did everything. There was no day that I woke up and I was like, oh my god, today is going to be a stressful day. Mm. No, the days I woke up, it was like. It's a fight today. How do I win today? I don't give a yeah. fuck about what happens tomorrow. I have to win today. And that's what happened to that. It's still now. But, I mean, you remember those days during, during the thick of it when the lockdowns happened? Yeah. I didn't even know if I was going to have a job here anymore. I didn't know if I was going to have yeah. a job. But I wasn't willing to just accept yeah. that, I, that I was done. I wasn't willing. I've put too much into this for way too long. And with my development of that... That fight mentality. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. I'm gonna I'm gonna fight until I can't fight anymore. This is my dream. This is my why. There are way too more important things that I still need to accomplish. I'm gonna stand and fight, and that's where my approach on entrepreneurship is. Cool. Well, I think I think we covered all the questions I wanted to ask you cool. today. Cool. I mean, you know, it's to me this stuff is not just a word, the word of being an entrepreneur. This stuff really is how you approach life. You know, you have to be an entrepreneur in your own life and everything you want to do. And if you are content with somebody telling you what to do, that's fine too. I'm not. And I want more for myself and those around me. I want people to understand that you are in the driver's seat. This is your life. But you have to be willing to get out of your comfort zone. You have to be willing to stand and fight for the things you want. Now, I think the hardest part, though, is that a lot of us don't know what we want. Mm-hmm. And the easiest way to figure out what you want is by starting with a checklist of what you don't want. And then you can start paying attention to what you're doing in your life. Start removing the things that you don't want. And then you start to get left with the things that you do want. And build towards that. And how can I build a life around that what makes me happy build a life around that and to start the process of elimination removing the things and here's the hardest part removing the people that are not adding to your life you know there's a lot of people that we all are in contact with that are there out of convenience or they're out of comfortability but when we pay attention to that checklist of what we don't want in our life we realize that as an entrepreneur, it's very important to surround yourself by those that want the same thing for themselves as they want for those around them. And that's to win. You know, I win because the people around me win. You know, when I lose, I try to figure out what I did wrong, how can I analyze that, and how can I turn that into a win? You know, they say there is no losing, there's only learning. I disagree. I think that everybody loses and that allows us to learn there's a difference between failing and losing failing is when you just decided to quit and fail losing is different losing just means you didn't have the right tools but you have an opportunity to develop them and it might mean subtracting some of the things around you and adding to some more yeah. you know entrepreneurship is, a, is an amazing thing if you allow it but you gotta understand the type of fight that you're in Cool. You want to wrap it up here? Yep. So, guys, um, that's just us talking about being an entrepreneur. 
Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm really happy to be back on the show. And if you guys have anything that you want to hear us discuss, um, we're back. You know, the Savage Hour is back. And I would love to hear your, your thoughts, your feedback, your comments. Do us a favor. Share the show. Like it. Subscribe to it. Tell your friends. And um, remember, being a champion is a choice. See you on the other side.